Hello, and welcome to the first episode of After School with Dylan Mack. Today we are interviewing an award-winning composer named Woody Pock. Woody has been in many commercials, including car commercials, to BTS. I interviewed him today to ask him certain questions about what it's like being a composer, the challenges he faces, the skills he needed to succeed in his profession, and also for future composers that are interested in this line of profession, how to get started, and what to expect. If you'd like to support me and my podcast, you can go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash pod. So, as well as get special exclusive perks and help me improve the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the first episode and this intro music called Strolling is by Woody Pock himself. Enjoy. Hello, Woody. So, you know, tell us the audience, like, who you are, what you do, you know, all of that. Uh, my name is Woody Pack, and um, I'm a composer and professor, and uh, I compose for uh, musicals, uh, film, and various other media, you know, commercials, uh, shorts, documentaries, and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I'm going to ask you the, the signature question on the podcast, okay? Okay. Like, okay, so, it's like a Friday night, right? You're, you're, in, you're in high school, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what are, you, what are you doing at that time? Like, what are you doing? Uh, what year of high school? <laughs> yeah, uh, let's say, I don't know, what's, what, what was your favorite year of high school? Probably my, I'll say my sophomore year is my favorite. All right, then let's say then let's say your senior year instead of your sophomore. Let's say your like not favorite <laughs> year. <laughs> All right, your senior year. Okay. What are you doing? You know, um, I'm listening to probably my records. We had uh, vinyl records back then. Um, mm, okay, so you were you were into music back then. Oh yeah, I was into uh, collecting. Um, I go to. Uh, you know, those thrift stores and yeah, yeah, yeah. like try to find old records, you know, they, they sell for like 50 cents. So I'd kind of go all around uh, Orange <laughs> County, California, where I lived and then um, find the most random things. Um, and so th- those are really good memories. And then, you know, back then, not like now, like the discovery of something obscure and, you know, the discovery of music, which you didn't know about. And then maybe very few other people knew, knew about was really exciting you know um you felt like oh this is this is mine <laughs> or something like, you have this weird sort of entitlement to uh to these discoveries you know and especially like garage sales i would just yeah. randomly walk into one and yeah and uh, i really enjoyed um i had a turntable you know a little stereo system and it was a it was a real not, I wouldn't say ritual, but it, it was <laughs> it was really nice to be able to just 
listen, you know, to really great music. And um, yeah, that's what I would find myself doing on a Friday night for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so like what, like, so like what kind of music are we talking about here? Like, so what? This was in the, like, what was, was popular like at the time? 88. 87, 88. Well, I was, I was definitely um, not really with the pop music of the time. Like a lot of yeah. the Euro pops and pop, um, like kids like the like Erasure, New Order. I was totally not into that. I was more uh, into. Um, I don't even know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask, ask your mom. She totally knows uh, all, <laughs> those, uh, all those bands. Um, but I was, I was more. I was kind of getting out of. I was still into sort of heavy metal, hard rock. Yeah, but I was really into a lot of uh, pr- prog rock, um, and also like fusion jazz kind of stuff. Uh, okay, a little bit of straight ahead, straight ahead stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I was trying, I was you know, starting from maybe oh I don't know, like eighth grade when I really started getting interested in improvising and understanding, you know, harmony and and stuff like that and how things work uh, mm. so, so eighth sort of grade natural... you say yeah, eighth grade like was when you yeah, found I, like... I sort of got some yeah like my first music theory from my guitar teacher and um, that kind of and that ignited yeah 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 really? totally ignited uh, a curiosity about how music works why why are you going from this chord to this chord you know what's the what's the, you know it's like functional harmony i didn't know that word at the time but that's what it was. It's like, oh yeah, you know, he he would always say, "Go to the five, five goes to the one." You know, it's always like, yeah, that, you know, something like that. All right, and so that started to uh, expand my uh, musical knowledge and and stuff like that. So you went to you went to to college, right? And you and you came out of college. What wait? What did you study in college, by the way? I, was, like, I did a number of majors, but I eventually graduated with a music degree. Uh, I see, I see. So you did do music yeah, in kind college. Of very yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, but it was late. Like, um, yeah. It was my, I mean, my end of the last semester of my junior year. I, oh. Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to do a, a music major because I just need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, so I how were your parents? Like, were they like huh? supportive of, of all the music? Oh, absolutely. Um, That's good. That's good. I mean, I feel so lucky and blessed that uh, they were. I wrote like a long letter, like, "Hey, you know, this this is what I feel like my path is." And, you know, their only response was like, "Just do your best and be the best," you know, or something like. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Asian parent, you know, um, you know, I like they were always very supportive of music growing up. Actually, it was you know the typical. Asian American kid getting forced to, you know, play music. Yeah. Well rounded. So you Wait, was, so what kind of speaking of that music? Did you have to play any instruments? Yeah, yeah. So they actually, I, I first wanted to play violin. Violin. And then, um, my dad got a violin, and I didn't touch it for like a year. And then finally, like he, we took, I took a lesson, and then I hated it. <laughs> I totally hated it. So then I moved to um, I moved to piano, and yeah. I was okay. But then, um, you know, then I think it was yeah, it was like you know, the late seventies. You know, and Elvis had just recently died. He died in seventy seven. Mm-hmm. There's all this hoopla about him, and 
you know, like all these records, commemorative records. And so, and I saw, I saw his music, uh, I saw his like, saw him on TV and they're playing all his movies. And so I was like, who is this amazing man? (laughs) (laughs) He's playing a guitar and he's singing and everyone's going wild. You know, they're playing really good songs of his. And um, I knew then that like, okay, guitar, that's, that's why. Guitar, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I saw that, and um, I was obsessed with playing all the songs. And um, again, my parents are really supportive. They, they said, so, yeah, uh, they got me the records and the music. But the condition was, it's like, all right, this is your last chance instrument, your choice. Yeah, was there any like fear actually uh, that like they were like like wow like Woody our son you know he switched from this instrument to, like did they did they trust you we're gonna stick with the guitar at the time. Like, uh no i think well i mean they were just gonna wait and see yeah yeah so they were completely fine and i think um it became pretty clear that they didn't they never actually they never told me to practice i just i just did it really but so the they were just like was, yeah it was like uh but you have to play classical guitar <laughs> you can do all this rock stuff on your own but you know you have to play you have to take classical guitar lessons and so um, but I, I assume you liked practicing, cool. right? You practice on your own, you, right? Yeah, and it was, you know, but it was like it was fun, you know, like because I felt I was close, getting close to Elvis, you know, being being able to play along <laughs> with his records, and uh, I would do that for like hours, you know, I'd do the um, whatever you know lesson stuff I had to do, which was I guess pretty easy, and then. Um, and I had a really cool teacher. My, my mm-hmm. first teacher was uh, Dwight Tokumoto, who's still alive. And I got in touch with recently. And um, he played classical. Um, but has he, he heard your recent music? All kinds of other stuff. Excuse me? Has he, has he heard your recent music that you, you're doing now? Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. We I just had like a short Facebook uh, conversation. You should him. show him. He, he'll probably like it. <laughs> yeah, I should. But he was cool because like he would he would sneak me tapes of like Zeppelin. Oh, uh, she so has like a cool <laughs> teacher. Yeah, and then like you know, I think my mom was like, you know, that's the devil's music. And, <laughs> listening to rock. <laughs> she did not like so, it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Uh, even Elvis was pushing the line. You know, I was like, well, what? What are you talking Ooh, about? Like, but, yeah, um, barely. So rock. Yeah, a lot of my music became the lad I enjoyed was um, secret. You know, like. I really had, I didn't make a big deal about it, but I just, you know, obsessed over it in my room mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah, so, out, you know, that, yeah. So after you came out of college, though, I'm so, like, was, did you jump straight into music? Like, did you have other jobs? Yeah. Or, uh, like, what was, I, yeah, uh, what happened after college? Well, I'm wondering. My plan was, I didn't really have a clear role model or path yeah how do you get started uh, in music back then because the internet like or was it a th- no it wasn't like right you can't no like, just post something yeah, you can't just now. post something on yeah. spotify right or like soundcloud and you know get famous no. <laughs> you, you had like cassette tapes you know um, yeah yeah um i knew like because i didn't really have a clear uh clear road ahead of me like um i thought well i should just go to grad school in music for something and uh, i kept up my guitar playing um, throughout college. So I knew like, okay, 
I could probably audition for, um, you know, a classical guitar master's program. And, you know, my logic was, well, it'll give me time to figure out what I'm going to do. And then, um, you know, and also I don't have to pay my student loans right away. So, because I'm still in school. So it was, <laughs> it was a practical thing. So yeah. I auditioned first. I actually, I went to, um, audition for the Manhattan school of music, um, their guitar master's program first. And then, um, and then, yeah, I, I didn't, that the program didn't really, um, jive with me. And so I, then I, then I went to another program, I went to Juilliard and that was really an amazing experience. I met, um, some of my best friends today, uh, music. Oh, uh, still best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very close. Um, we shared many experiences and, you know, that's when, when I was at Juilliard, um, that's when I really began to, um, well, I, I should go back and say in at MIT, when I was a music major, I knew I wanted to be a composer. I didn't want to be a guitar player, <laughs> but guitar player, I, I, but in composition, I, I, I took some classes, but it wasn't really ever formally, I never really had formal training. I, I, I had a friend, she was in film school in Boston. And she said, mm. hey, why don't you try, she knew I was a musician, and she said, why don't you try you know, making music for film, these student films you know, she knew about. So I tried that, and it was really, really a great experience. And I go, well, that's what I want to do. Pose. Now, now, actually, yeah, so what I was wondering is, like, these, these films or whatever, right, these student films at the time, at least, like, mm -hmm. I don't, like, I, I can't even, like, what did you, so you see this film and you just made music that like fit, like what, like, like what was the, cri like, I don't know, just how did you make music for a film? Like, I, I don't well, know. Well, at the time, you know, I had no idea, you know, there, there was no film scoring. Like now it's like film scoring 101, you know, Berkeley School of Music or whatever. There's film yeah. scoring majors, you know, it's very uh, codified and the pedagogy is really solid but back then it was like there's no com there's no computers you know to make music well there's sort of computers but very basic stuff yeah very so yeah. and um my recording equipment was a four track cassette four track so you know there's not a lot of options so i mean the, the only thing i only thing i could intuitively do was you just watch it and i if i had my guitar if i had uh my, I had a, one synthesizer um, play along, right? And then you keep, you play and you do something, you feel like, oh, okay, it's sort of working. Then you record, then you have to somehow record that performance, you know, that you were doing along with the picture. So I'm literally like playing, you know, VHS tape. And um, yeah, like, so it goes along with it. And then, yeah, you watch and then, you know, there's something that happens and you go, or whatever. <laughs> and then if you can keep repeating that, then I was like, oh, okay. So that's what it seems to be. And then I would have to somehow record that experience, right? And, yeah. And then, I'm assuming now you use a software, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what, like, was there a moment when you were like, kind of like first recognized? Like, 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 did, like, how did they, like, did you reach out to them or did they find you? Like refer like i don't know how did you know yeah i mean this is uh you, you just said it referrals like you know um 
the, the, the business of composing for media in general, be it film or commercials or whatever. It's all about like, um, you sort of, you're, you're always kind of judge on the work you've done, you just did or done in the past, you know, because the reality, this is, so this is what it is. If, so if it's commercial, right, they're trying to sell a car or you know, whatever. So there's a lot on the line and they spend a lot of marketing dollars to make sure that their commercial best represents their brand, right? So the music has to be, um, the music obviously has to help support that. <clears throat> yeah, so like, um, how much freedom do you have normally when making these like commercials actually? Like, do they ever tell you like, oh, yeah, you, so, you have to make it happy, so, you know, or whatever, yeah. Well, I mean, just to finish the thought I was doing before, you know, you they're they're not gonna um, entrust someone who hasn't had any experience or is not coming well recommended, right? Because they don't want to. It's a very uh, short timeline in which to deliver uh, the music to them, and um, so they want to make sure they're dealing with someone who, you know, is not like an amateur. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it, and then once you start the process, it's like, yeah, there's going to be a creative meeting. And they're going to say, um, they either give you a storyboard or a rough cut of whatever it is. And they're like, yeah, we need it to feel this way. We need it to, um, we want, we want the audience, we want this part of this product highlighted, you know, like, so, you know, when, when we see that image, we need some kind of, some kind of sonic something response or a musical response to that image. Um, so it gets very specific, you know, um, and, you know, for example, in commercials, um, sometimes you're just dealing, it depends, sometimes you're just dealing with a director or sometimes you're dealing with the, uh, the advertising company creative, which is a whole nother ball of worms. So in doing so, you know, what I would tell people is, you know, who want to get into this kind of thing, especially if it's commercials and, you know, advertising. Uh, sometimes it's music by committee, you know, so you're going to hear a lot of opinions. There, a lot of people are going to tell you one thing. Yeah. And then they change their mind because their superiors said something else. So they Wait, do you ever like that. disagree with like all of it? Like you ever like, no, this like, do you, I don't, do you ever argue back with them? Like if they're ever like, Woody, like you need to make, I don't know, change this. Or you're like, no, I think this is actually really like, do you ever argue back or do you always like? Rarely, rarely. So even like, have you ever, have you ever like, made something that you're like not like I don't know, like it was kind of directed. Oh, yeah. by, I don't know. Definitely, yeah. like you know, sometimes you, you know. First of all, you know, it depends again what what medium you're composing for. Right? If it's a commercial, you know, you I definitely stand by like the client is always right. You know. Okay. Ultimately, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna make the decision you suck it up and you just try to figure out um, how to best get your point across without being defiant or stubborn, right? Because yeah. you always have to uh, seem pliable and deferential to what they want. And, and you know, it, you know, even if you feel like, you know, better, um, the, you can't, you can't have that kind of, um, attitude because they won't ever work with you again because you know you're being a total jerk so um <laughs> there's subtle yeah. way to do it you know because you can say at some point i've said this like oh hey we're 
after going through five different iterations of something, we're kind of at the same spot where we were when we began. (laughs) I think the important thing is, and in any case, you have to establish like trust. So like, you know, because I think people who are handing over their, their film or commercial to you, this is like their baby, right? So they, they need to, they're, they're yeah, they need to, to feel you. like, yeah, like satisfied. Yeah. Well, they need you, right? They need you to, they're not musicians, so they need you to make the music for it. But they're very insecure, right? They, they, <laughs> they're very protective. They want some, but yeah, they want to trust you. And so um, you have to establish that trust first. So one thing I've learned over the years, and which I, I tell students and I tell my mentees is that um, like the initial thing, you know, you, sometimes uh, if you're working on a film, like that first scene you score for the for that film, it needs to make a certain impression on the director, right? And they're they're going to be like, yes, this guy gets me, you know, like okay, you know, he's he's um, my choice to go with this guy was right. And so what I tell everyone is, you know, don't hold back. Don't be afraid. Like, if you're going to fail, you fail spectacularly. Like, so let's say, you know, the scene, you know, you're doing a scene, but, you know, you just go for it. And it has to be like, it has to be a failure, but it has to be, I mean, it has to be well done. If you do a well done failure. Yeah, a good failure. At least, yeah, at least they'll see, okay, he's got the skills. He, He understands what I'm trying to go for. It wasn't what I really wanted. But I can see that he will be able to deliver. It's obvious he can deliver what um, I'm going to go, you know, what I really want. Or it could be like, you know, I changed my mind from that initial discussion, but I can see that he can really deliver. When I ask for something, he can deliver what I want. So, yeah. So, you know, don't don't go halfway. You know, you, you always want to just go. And go, go for it all. You're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You commit in a big way. Um, they appreciate that. And it shows in your music. It shows. In yeah, quality. Speaking of Woody, I don't even think our the audience knows what kind of music you make, like the the genre, I guess, kind of music. Oh well, I don't even I don't even really know what it like. That's I, a great yeah. question. That's a great question. I mean, I think uh, because I've kind of been in so many different areas, I would say it depends on the context um, in which I'm in. You know, so I I think. You know, you, you kind of have to learn so many different, um, be able to deliver so many different kinds of genres. You know, it's kind of a fake it till you make it kind of thing. <laughs> um, but I'd say, you know, my my wheelhouse, my comfort zone is probably um, classic. Like I come from a classical background. Yeah, because your and, parents. Yeah, uh, you said. Yeah, in my training, uh, but you know but I have a, a lot of rock pop influences. So I'm kind of, that's kind of like uh, a really comfortable place to be. Um, and, you know, I love, I love hip hop, but it's not like what I do on the regular. Speaking of your music, I, I know, especially for example, my mom is also very curious and I bet a bunch of people are. So you made something for BTS, right? Oh yeah, so they did their um, yeah. So t- you got you have to tell me this this story of like 
How like it happened? <laughs> I know my mom is probably listening in right now. She's very curious. For one, so am I. So they were I mean, they 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 were being awarded uh, and featured at the Mama Awards, which is the um, does it stand for the uh, Mama Awards? Mnet. Oh yeah, the Mnet Asian Music Awards, 2018. I think it was in Japan. And do you like BTS um, music? Like. Because hip hop, I do you know? actually. Hip hop, I guess. You know, yeah, to show you how out of it of contemporary music I I can be at times was at that time, this is 2018 probably. Um, I was so I was working with a company, you know, which was working with them, uh, because this company does these uh, 3D projections onto whatever surface and and the performance at the mama awards was to do these projections onto um, bts you know their faces and stuff like that so so i was brought in for that project to do that and to make the music for these sort of intros and outros and um yeah i mean that that's how i um, like yeah what did you i i didn't even know who they were you know oh my god 2018 no they were famous in 2018 right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, who's BTS? I, I got this project to do something with BTS. And she's like, what? You know, you're living in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, K-pop is like, yeah, it literally is there. Yeah, yeah so, so when you were, uh, when you're, so I guess, no nerves, right? When you're making the music, right? You didn't know, you didn't know who they, or did you research them first before you made the music? Oh, well, then I, then I looked them up. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess they're, they're, they're pretty uh, big deal. <laughs> Pretty um, video. But, but you know, I you know I, I wasn't necessarily a K-pop fan at the time, you know. So I was just like, oh yeah, this is another you know, another another thing to do, and uh, but it was a great experience, you know. I think um, it was really fun to be able to contribute to something with them, you know. So and definitely their latest stuff, you know, it's really there. I was struck by how positive everything is, um, their music and. Uh, upbeat uh, and you know almost we call it neutral you know kind of retro plus kind of modern and stuff so uh, really into i like the grooves that they have now it's pretty cool but yeah that was um that's kind of the story um i haven't met them uh yet um but uh, uh I I am, we all wish we could meet him yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah so they're doing great they just they just spoke at the UN, right? There's maybe they're still in New York. They no, they're. Go, uh, I don't go. I should go out and like, yeah, look. Hey, they're crate. They're like blew up like so much, you know. Past music. Yeah, you but know? you know they they worked they worked really hard for a long time without the recognition that they have now. So you really. Yeah, speaking of awards, you won an award as well, right? Yeah, recently I won a BMI film, film, film and TV music award. Yeah, I remember looking through that. YPT. Yeah, yeah, I remember. A yeah, a Hawaii, a Hawaiian um, filmmaker, and the name kind of is misleading because it's not about how yeah. great Hawaii is with the uh, Waikiki and everything. It's actually about the sort of the underbelly of uh hawaii mental illness they, you know a month before they or two months before they announced it they said 
you're getting this award, but please don't announce it anyway. So, uh, oh, so you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you were you were even surprised when you. Oh, yeah, lame. I mean, so I knew about it before I, I uh, they announced it officially. But um, wait, so did they give no, you anything, or like, or was it just? Uh... Yeah, they gave me like this little glass, uh, really nice trophy kind of thing. With you keep that. You keep that. You know, uh, in your room. Your yeah, it's just somewhere in the house. And then, <laughs> hey. yeah, it's, it's nice to be. It's, it's nice to be. You know, it's a nice paperweight. No, it's nice to be recognized for <laughs> your work. Um, so. But you know, it's it's definitely not why you work, you know, because uh, you'd be you'd be disappointed <laughs> if you're just expecting yeah. an award for everything you do. But it, it's it's nice to um, know that uh, it's appreciated. Your work is appreciated and stuff. Because you know, like I think with music as a as a as a working composer, um, it's really easy to. You know, you know, it's it's hard to like just say music is that's work, and then you have your life. You know, like music so much uh, defines me. You know what I mean? So like, um, you getting one if I if if my music's not working, you know, you're like, oh, you almost take that as a as a reflection of yourself. <laughs> you know, you have to be really careful. I think how you separate, because um, uh, music is so it's so creative and it's so personal sometimes. So, um, you do, you do need to be careful how, how you let it define yeah. you overall. No, yeah, actually, actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that gives me a good question. Yeah. Like, okay. So then in your opinion, you know, what do you, what would you consider to be like, I guess the, the most challenging aspect, let's say of composing music, you know? Um, you know, that's a funny question because, you know, if you ask that at different times of my life, I'd probably answer it differently. But I'd say now... Um, so you say your life has a really, has and still does a big impact in your music process or creating process? I, um, yes and no. I think, um, you know, I've learned to be able to turn off um, parts of myself that can be distracting while I'm making music. Um, you, you can, you know, I feel like I've gotten really good at, um, saying this is what the client wants. Just deliver that. Don't agonize over the artistic value or anything. Cause it's not, you know, you just have to tell yourself it's not art. You know, you're a craftsman, uh, performing a function that someone's hired you to do. So just do that. Don't get emotionally involved, but there's some other, you know, projects which are, um, which do I think require a very personal investment, um, and just because that that I for me anyway, like if something's going to be an extremely emotional uh, thing I compose, then I usually like to be uh, in sync with that myself, you know. So, uh, which can be a good thing, which or it can be a bad thing because if, if like if you're really not in a good place maybe your music won't be in a good place unless yeah unless what you're making requires you maybe like a sad or whatever yeah like a yeah sometimes it can actually serve the project better um but yeah you know just as a professional you have to uh be able to know when to how to utilize your life in your work this call online i saw it was saying 
Like, and I was wondering what you thought about it, right? I, I don't know who was five, but this, like, composer was saying, like, I think the quote went, like, something like, I would say my music is 20% music for music's sake and, like, 80% for, like, music for, like, the listener's emotional and psychological, like, I don't know. There was shit, you know, like enlivenment or something. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great quote. I mean, that kind of. I was wondering, yeah, what do you think of that? I, yeah, I feel like I totally relate to that. Um, so, as a mu- you know, musician, then, so, yeah, as a musician, like, yeah, what is your definition of like? Because there's never learning; it's never enough. I get like, what's the like? What is your definition of success? I guess. I mean, I guess that it's a hard question for everyone, but yeah, for you, like. Like, as a musician, I'm saying, you know, what's your definition of success? My definition of success would be that you're finding joy in your work. I think that's the most important thing. And I guess going back to your um, original question of, um, what was it? Um, What was that question? The one I just just asked two questions ago? I don't remember. Yeah, it it was. Uh, oh, what's the most challenging? Challenging. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a great question, and it, it's very much uh, related to this question. The definition of success is, you know, I think um, to find satisfaction in your work, um, and it, you know, and definitely, it's not just about, you know, someone told me this a long time. If, if you're in, if you're in music to make money, then you should stop. You know, you should just go go uh, go into finance, and you can make money. <laughs> because music isn't um, always going to um, reward you like it does in you know Wall Street job or something. But um, fortunately for me, I've been able to make my living doing that. But beyond that, you know, to really find success is, I think, to to enjoy what you're doing, and it's like any other job. You know, if if you if you find a lot of satisfaction in it personally and professionally um, and you know you're you're sustaining yourself with it I think that's that's what success is you know I think you know almost in anything in life I think you want to find uh, that kind of uh, joy and satisfaction in your work in your everyday I mean yeah, it's a pretty activity. it's a pretty big question yeah yeah, but you know, I, I think with the perspective I've had, you know, for the last I don't know twenty five years, it's like you go through so many ups and downs, and um, you know, just as a as a warning to kids who want to do music, it's like it's you have to be ready for the lean times, you know, because it's more competitive than ever. The barrier entry technically is very low; like you can get the tools you need that we never even dreamed of when I started. Um, so you can make, you know, you Dylan can just go get a uh, garage band, fruity loops, put in some uh, loops, create the track and it'll sound you know, professional. So the, the, be- the uh, level of mediocrity is really high. So, you know, uh, yeah, you have to be prepared to, you know, be in a very competitive environment. Um, but you know, I think. Uh, but what's already was always kept me from finding you know another line of work was that um, the joy 
the satisfaction again i'll say is when i did make music that worked and you know the collaboration was great or the this the the commission was really satisfying yeah that, that was like yeah man i i can't imagine myself doing anything else you know so i definitely i definitely would say there's no regrets in in my junior year of college you know saying i got to do this and i have no plan i have no plan b <laughs> there was actually you know maybe that's that's wait so yeah wait so wait what what do you see yourself in like 10 years then see yourself um music still you know definitely i think um i'd like to be at a place where um i'm getting more royalties than having to work <laughs> I, <think that's laughs> I mean yeah that's what, that's what everyone wants yeah yeah so um yeah man i mean i don't think i'll ever stop writing or making music um, i think uh i want to be at a place where i'm making music for me more and um that's that's a big challenge um, I, I i guess i'll add that to the one of the most challenging things um, in your career is you know as a musician is making music for yourself you know i think because you, you you spend a lot of energy making music for other people it it can be very it can be like any other job you know it's like what am i what's the meaning of life what am i doing here <laughs> the kind of thing and um i've been i felt that before you know because um composing is a very solitary uh work like i don't really have collaborators per se there's some yeah. music teams that are they have teams but i just go into my room i disappear for most of the day and my family hardly ever sees me <laughs> you know it's a intense project so but you um, like it you like it right and it's like your passion i, I do it, it's definitely like you're not saying this in like a negative connotation it. right no 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 not at all i mean that's it, it excites me to be able to create kind of just like oh kind of so it's like a hard thing to like ask because like you know there's so much right obviously you've been at this for so long like kind of like what skills do you think i guess kind of tell the audience like what skills do you think you needed to succeed you know in this line of work you know and then kind of like what what kids if they ever want to do it, like what to expect you know what ups and downs you know like what you know you know what challenges will they face but then also you know what like joy will they feel you know I, it's a very big question i don't know okay i'll try to answer that um i don't I know think, just uh, yeah just go go at it go at it yeah i think one of the most important skills you need is being able to understand people and being able to uh, interpret interpret um I, i'm talking about like directors or creative directors or whatever being able to interpret uh what it is they need and it can be in any um it could be a pop if you're doing pop music or film music or musicals um usually there's going to be a certain like objective you want and or a certain target audience or a target goal so you have to be able to relate and talk to people um because it's all about those relationships as i was saying before 
referrals are so important. You know, everyone looks at your past work or what people say about your work, but mo more importantly, how they say it is to work with you. You know, I think that's super important. If you're a jerk, then, I mean, unless you're just so amazing that they have no choice but to accept your, um, bad, your annoying behavior, <laughs> Uh, you have to be able to um, talk well and interact well and interface with people well. And communication is so important. So I think that's one thing I've learned ultimately, assuming you have music, you know, the basic music skills. I mean, if I, I mean, if you're not even like at a, you know, making, doing, doing some basic. So definitely, definitely don't do this if you're, doing it for like the fame or the money, right? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, there are cases where like David Guetta or other people like DJs have gotten into making music um, because they're so passionate that their, their lack of formal training or anything, um, that didn't matter. They, they'll find a, they'll find a way to make music. So, so on top of the communication aspect with, people is you have to have like this passion for music and i think importantly that passion has to be uh, there whether or not you're hired for something you just never know i mean i don't think uh, everyone's path is going to be different you know um, but you know as a parent you know i, I would if you're my kid who suddenly said hey i want to do music you know finish college when degree that can get you a job anywhere but you know definitely you know if you're going to pursue it have the passion and do it in a smart way um you know you can't just wait around for people to notice you anymore even if you have a youtube channel or you have soundcloud link you have to get out there and know how to market yourself but you should know that if you're going to be working with others you have to be able to communicate well or the you have to be able to take direction well or and communicate your ideas well for sure yeah so yeah no that's great cool. yeah Woody, a, that's a wonderful place to to be you know if you can if you can make your living doing it and um, yeah kind of just do what you love in the end right definitely and you know the way music is now it's like yeah like you said you can have that other job and at night you can you can dabble in it or you can be pretty serious about it too because the technical means to to do it is all right there there's really i have to say like there's no excuse for you uh for someone who's interested in um, making music to not make music yeah. because yeah. you know even for very little cost for free you know you there's a there's tools that um, allow you to do some pretty incredible thing on your phone in fact you know people are doing really amazing things so um you know everyone's again everyone's path is different um it doesn't have to be all or nothing i don't think oh in my think case so? it kind of I, it kind of was but i mean i'm just trying to be like you positive yeah yeah you don't want to be like yeah like, yeah it's over but, uh, if you don't yeah really that's yeah, all i mean or i don't want people to be like quitting you know quitting school and just going off and doing something like that but yeah i feel no, like I think you... is super important yeah um but you know if, if you that's have a hard passion, question to answer yeah oh my god <laughs> i think if you have that passion you'll find a way to do it regardless 
you know, it's a lot, but um, yeah, Woody, I that's think that true, I think what true passion was said. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps up everything we have. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great I mean, having uh, you on the on the podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, yeah so you know, finish uh, your college degree. I'll tell that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to After School with Don't Mac. I hope you enjoyed it, and hope to see you on our next episode, where I interview someone who works with AI. If you'd like to support me. You can go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash theafterschoolpod, or you can just visit our website, theafterschoolpod.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this song by Woody himself called Itchy. Thanks. <laughs>